Do not be anxious. Do not worry about tomorrow. A wise teacher once said in confidence, he clearly knew something we didn't. <laughs> I mean, out of all the 7 billion plus people in this world, surely we each have a nugget of wisdom to share. If only we could take the time to stop, ask and listen to the answers or even give an answer ourselves because we've gone through it before. You want wisdom? Just ask for it. Welcome to Living Brave Podcast. I'm Kukuletu Nguta. Welcome to our second episode of Body, Mind and Soul. Um, if you enjoyed the first uh, podcast um, where we were discussing, um, you know, mental illness versus mental disease, mental health, which we will get into today, um, as said on the um, consecutive episodes, we have invited, um, you know, professionals, people who are able to talk along the lines of that field, right? In my case, for example, um, I'm just a patient. If I were to look at, um, if you were to say, who am I in the in the space of things, it's simply to educate, it's simply to teach, and it's simply to use my own personal experiences, right? Um, so as we were saying in the previous uh, podcast, um, you know, I look at, let me use myself, as said, it's easier to explain something or when you've been through it, right? For example, if you were to describe what does the beach look like, uh, there's a difference between a person who's been to the beach versus one who aspires or wishes to go to the beach via television or via someone's personal story when they're related to them or they hear on radio. The person who has been there can tell you the temperature of the water, you know, how how salty it tasted, how the sand was, you know, itching on their body, how they felt after. So it's really important sometimes when we are trying to help even our family members and friends, you know, when someone has been through something and also taking away the stigma and the shame, because a lot of people, they don't discuss such issues around mental illness, mental disorder, uh, mental health, which we will discuss now to know the differences because, you know, it always comes with a stigma as if, you know, you don't have your life all figured out together. Um, there's something wrong with you. You know, some people, I look at um, when I went through what I was going through at the time because people assumed that I'm always strong. You know, I'm always uh, 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 firm in, in my way of thinking, way of doing things. I'm always, you know, the do person. Um, so I'm always strong. I'm always the one to encourage other people. I always counsel other people. But for me, when people looked at me from the outside, it was a bit difficult, you know, to assume that, sure, she could also uh, go through what I'm going through. You know, I thought she's strong. And if I was not a person who's honest and a person of integrity, I would have tried to hide behind the shame, you know, as if, uh, you know, here I am, I'm always strong, um, you know, look at me as, as this super, super shiro of, of some sort. But it's always important that when we go through certain things, it's, it, it's, it's empowering. There's nothing powerful like speaking your, 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 your truth speaking your testimony it's said in in the book of revelation that by the words of our testimony right and by the blood of 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 the lamp guess what they did not love their lives till the death till death so we 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 overcome um the 
the evil side of life. We overcome Satan, however you want to put it, through the words of our testimony because there is power in speaking something forth as the word of God says that the words there is life in our mouths you know the 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 power of life and death where is in our mouth so it's easier for for us as humans especially for those of us who are not in the profession of medical uh, health of 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 um you know of science and so to interchange the the words and use them loosely without actually understanding and you look at over the the years when i got to discover from the lady and the gentleman who will be joining us in the upcoming episodes is that certain words in in medical terms they change over time just like today there are words that have become normal in our english dictionary um, because of how times have changed. So you look at, you know, the words such as a, a mental disorder versus illness. A disorder is basically, it's a disturbance to your normal uh, physical and mental health, which has to do with the mind or the body. You know, so if someone says that you've got a disorder, it's either it's a physical or a mental disorder, whether on your mind or on your body. So and the disturbance, the example of the mind can be caused by a, a derangement you know, and this may result in things like confusion, feeling disarray. You know, when you're hearing people that I'm always confused, I always, I'm always forgetful, um, I'm always not remembering things, I think I've done this and I haven't. It shows the, the disorder or the health state of their mind, just like a body. If a body has got a, a temperature that's out of balance, the first thing it, 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 it will happen, you will see that the physical symptoms or the physical results of the body it's either a person breaks out into a rash they break out into an allergy you know they start sweating then you know that okay the body has got a disorder of some sort then it's important to go and seek for medical health you know so for example some of the disorders that we know about eating uh, disorders example personality disorders example which are referred as mental disorder right because how you get to to decide what you are eating you know how much of it how much less of it you know someone who has a personality disorder for example someone who tends to to have anxiety example has panic attacks or someone who has a a a, a you know like a pathological liar for example it's a personality disorder it has to do with how the mind is, is, is functioning from a health point of view. However, the term itself in a disorder, it's an outdated term, right? So hence the, the, the term such as illness, it makes it easier for today for people to understand. And also certain words, they've got a very strong connotation to it. Because if I say to you, sure, you've got a mental disorder versus an illness, you see the difference. Illness sounds a bit lighter as opposed to saying you think you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a disorder. What do you mean? That means I'm not normal, right? So it's it's thought that uh, the mind and the brain, when when there's a mental disorder, it's all in the mind. It's all the sickness of what of the mind. So in our days, we know that mental disorders are are illnesses. Mental disorders today, they are illnesses that affect what the brain functioning, and just not just the, and not just the mind, but they also affect the functioning of an individual. That's exactly the the, the simpler term. So medical disorders are also regarded as illnesses that affect the brain, not just the mind. 
there's a difference because the brain is actually the metaform, the actual physical uh, uh, organ in your body, right? Which has, the, there's so many things that they will explain when we get the experts, they will explain to you versus the mind, which has to do what with the thoughts, which then affect the emotions, affect the personality and also, and, and all those things. So medical, so medical definition of an illness is simply a poor health resulting from a disease of the mind or of, or of, of the body. Right. So when someone is, is, is born, for example, with a brain dysfunctional, that's, that can be diagnosed as at birth. For example, dis, uh, diseases like a dementia, you know, that, that's one of them. A personality disorder, like a, a schizophrenic, you know, someone who's very schizophrenic, uh, that's a mental disorder, right? So someone who with a, an, an illness, with a, a definition of an illness, is someone who has a poor health resulting from the disease of their body. So while the medical definition of a disease is, is abnormal condition of a part, you know, an organ or system and organism. So the disease itself is what is the actual uh, uh, formation of what the illness uh, uh, results to. So when someone says that you've got example, uh, what's it? Chicken pox, right? Chicken pox is a disease which happens on the skin, on a body part. It's a disease, right? Which then causes what? A health imbalance. I hope you understand me. So there's, ab there's abnormal conditions um, that can affect the brain, which can be caused by, for example, infection, inflammation, environmental factors, genetic uh, defects. So those are characterized as what? As diseases, right? And they become symptoms that we can see to, to identify that, no, this person actually is suffering from mental illness. So to put it very simply, it's, it's, it's exactly that. Disorder and illness, it's words that go together. They interchange. Disorder is a medical term. Illness has simply become a, a new definition that we use today. But when you've got a, a mental illness and a disorder, it's more or less the same. So, but the results of 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 an abnormal condition to a part or to an organ, to a system, that is when we call it what? A disease. It's a disease that, that needs to be diagnosed or it has been diagnosed. So for example, you know, uh, uh, um, for example, it's been said that even out of nine out of 10 people, example, might have a mental illness, but they haven't been diagnosed. They haven't actually gone to a, 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 a therapist, a psychologist, to a brain uh, uh, a surgeon or to a brain person to be diagnosed. So a lot of us, we walk around with all these diseases and illnesses and disorders. We don't know until we start seeing what the results of it and the types of illnesses that go with mental illness and, and disorder. For example, we see then the results being anxiety disorders, panic attacks, eating disorders, you know, like uh, uh, bulimia or being someone being anorexic, they don't want to eat. You know, they always look at themselves in the mirror and guess what? They just see themselves as being fat, fat, fat. So the brain tells them to do what? Eat less. Or someone, you know, they overeating, you know, they just cannot stop eating. They just want to eat, eat, eat. And then you are wondering what is wrong with this person is because something in their brain 
is not functioning. There's a, there's a, there's a disorder in the brain which is maybe caused by a, an, an infection, an inflammation to a part of the brain, which is the organ itself. Until that person is then diagnosed, then it's easier to do it, to know what type of medication that they need. Mood disorders. You know, a lot of people, you know, today, depression and, and, and bipolar is always thrown around. You know, there's a difference between being depressed and just simply having a bad day because maybe, for example, you've just received, you know, bad news are not going well, uh, you are tired, you are fatigued, then it affects what your hormones, your imbalance, and, and then it results in terms of mood swings. It's also a mental illness, right? Personality disorders, for example, borderline personality disorders, which uh, the, the experts will, will get into. Psychotic disorders, for example, schizophrenia, we, we, we spoke about it. We, we learned that where you, you're looking at um, for example, substance abuse disorders, that's another thing, drug addictions, you know, um, it has to do with the functioning of the body. You know, there's a lot of obviously physical uh, uh, impacts and effects of how maybe a person's environment is influencing them and therefore they resort to, to drug uh, usage just to, you know, forget the, 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 the situation around them. And then eventually, because it affects the brain, it ends up being what? An addiction, you know? So those are the things we'll be talking about. Trauma-related disorders, example, post-traumatic stress disorder, which happens, you know, sometimes can happen on the physical body. We know, for example, people that have been physically abused, uh, survival, survivors of rape, uh, even, you know, after giving birth, um, there's lots of women who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder because the body has gone through a, a, such a shock. Everyone has days where they're feeling physically unwell, but it doesn't mean that your overall health is down. You see what I'm saying? Or that you have a serious illness. Because as said, the moods or, or the days can be different. You know, someone who experiences a, 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 a loss of a loved one, you know, it can be an impact that goes over days. It affects their, their eating uh, uh, moods. It affects their um, it affects their eating ways, it affects their mood, it affects their anxiety, you know, they start thinking, getting nervous to say, how am I going to survive maybe without this loved one, or I've lost a child and all those things. So the same can be said about mental health. You may experience days where you're feeling stressed or sad, but it doesn't mean that you have a mental illness because we all have a range of emotions uh, that go up and down like a roller coaster, depends on, on how your life is set up. Today, you can feel, you know, happy and you're in a good mood. Um, and then your body and your mind, you know, is sort of in, you are giving it good hormones. You are activating those good hormones. Tomorrow, you're having a traumatic day. So it's another roller coaster you are down. However, if you feel that you always feel stressed and you can't remember a day where you are not feeling down or you are not feeling happy, then you might start thinking maybe I've got mental health. So it's always important to do what, I always love this term barometer check of yourself to say, you know, how healthy am I these days? Am I always in a snappy mood? 
uh, always losing my temper, always crying. And how long has it been? And what's actually causing it? Then in that way, it's easier. You can, because it's a suspicion that you have, right? That if you are experiencing all the above symptoms, they'll always ask you. Like if you go to a doctor, you always get asked, you know, when was the last time you ate? What was the last thing you ate? How long have you been sleeping? Are you getting enough sleep? How are your mood swings? Then because they are trying to determine the state of your health as well. And then the next thing is get on the bed. Then they start checking, you know, the, the normal uh, temperature through your ears, the eyes, the tongue, because the tongue says a lot about uh, even your internal organs. Then if you are feeling, always feeling down and stressed, then that is when you're supposed to go out and seek for medical health immediately. So health, uh, Overall, from the body, mind, and soul, it were it, it helps to always do a a a three hundred and sixty degree check or three hundred and six or three hundred and sixty degree balance of yourself. The way you take your your body for an exercise, you eating well, it's the same way you're supposed to check even the brain or the mind. You know, I know, for example, from time to time, there are people who will go for a brain scan because you don't want to find out when it's too late that guess what you've got a brain tumor or you're always you know having all these migraines and headaches you're always forgetful then it's always easier to make it a regular checkup from time to time just like you do when you go to church or you are meditating you are reading the word you know you are you are making decisions who you want to hang out with and so and there are different ways of of of, of treating mental illness um Definitely, it's not something that can be diagnosed through a podcast. No, this is one of the ways of enlightening you, awakening you, uh, teaching you. But through a qualified mental health, it also helps to go and, and, and be diagnosed of the symptoms the right way. Um, you know, therapy, it always helps as well. A combination of therapy, prescription uh, uh, drugs, not something that you self-diagnose yourself with your friends. They're telling you, I'm taking this, take it. I don't know how many people will tell you, no, I'm feeling this way. This is what I'm taking. Even vitamins, some vitamins are not for everyone. So you always have to go because we've got different blood types. Example, some people have got a, you know, they need more of a B12 versus you know, omega-6, omega-3, and so. So your doctor should be the one that prescribes and gives you a personalized treatment plan that you yourself, you can handle, right? Uh, mental health illnesses are also episodic. They happen in, in swings of episodes, you know, just like a physical illness. Uh, one day you are feeling a certain way, another you are, which means that there will be times when you experience ill health and times when you experience good health. There's always that balance. That's why I'm saying that when you are starting to feel a lot of uh, 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 days that are more moody, are more down, are more sad, that is when to go out and seek for, for, for medical health. Um, and then ways of, of how to look after your medical health. You know, there are so many different ways. Um, I know, for example, for me, meditation has helped along uh, the years. Meditating on God's word has helped. Uh, learning to do affirmation, learning to do uh, um, uh, learning to do subconscious affirmations to rewire the mind. But some people take time to do things that they enjoy. I know music gets me in a better mood. Writing songs, writing poetry, just writing. For me, it, it, it's a way of healing, uh, of healing me, going out for, for, for a walk at the park, taking a swim 
always, you know, calms me down. Taking a shower, example, if I feel as if, sure, I'm stressing, just a simple shower, you know, and sitting outside, listening to the birds, listening to the trees, listening to the dogs bark, you know, as I'm sitting here recording, I can hear the dogs bark. It's a, it's a good feeling to, to, to have even outside. So you can also find things like volunteering of work. Um, that's why, for example, the power of, of preaching the good news, uh, because you are telling someone else about the good news of Jesus Christ, example. So whenever you are feeling, find something, you know, just like the, the book of Ecclesiastes says that whatever your hand finds to do, do it with, with what with all your might. So finding voluntary work where you can go and volunteer your time and your 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 services to to a you know the homeless for example or elderly people so that you can see that you are not alone some people are less advantaged versus you are maybe your life is way much better than what you think you know caring for other people it always helps to boost your mental health you know simply going to 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 visit someone in prison visit someone in the hospital visit someone you know help them uh, uh, go and, and, and shop an elderly person. It always helps. And some people find regular exercise. It helps. As I've said, you know, physical health, it also, it also helps as well. So th some, these are some of the things that help you to boost your happiness and your self-esteem when it comes to your mind health, when it comes to how healthy you are in the mind and in the brain. So your body, which means that then once your, your mind and, 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 and your brain are functioning, you know, accordingly, um, because there is no, I don't think there is a, a, an exact point to say this one is more normal than the other. But when you are feeling more healthy in your mind, then you are able to eat well and exercise and put things that are, are more, 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 more positive towards you. I mean, there's a research that was conducted and it was found that individuals who exercised had a 43% fewer days of poor mental health compared to those who didn't. Because when you exercise, it, it stimulates your hormones. It's like having sex, example. We all know there's a certain, uh, I, I think it's a dopamine in your, in your brain that gets activated of good hormones, example. So exercise does exactly that. So um, also several studies found that engaging in hobbies and doing things you enjoy can help reduce feelings of depression and can help to protect your brain against physical diseases like dementia, you know, and heart problems. The other day I was looking at a, a documentary of a young girl at the age of 17 you know, she started having dementia. She was well, healthy, good. And all of a sudden she started forgetting things. You know, her, you know, her mother crying in tears to say, she'll ask me things like, mommy, where's the toilet? Where's the bathroom? And it will be in front of her. You know, she's now looking at her child deteriorating every day and daily. I mean, dementia, we know it as a as a disease amongst the elderly people. But that girl, she's only, what, 17? Already she's experiencing that. So that's a disease to a body organ or body part. You see, that's not so much of an illness that she, she can just go and exercise through and she'll, she's feeling much better, volunteering her, her, her good um, time and deeds. No, this is a disease that has now taken over the brain functioning. So... It's important when we are thinking about all these things to think. Hence, I said in the first podcast that we cannot use 
illnesses and disorders as a way for people not being accountable for their actions. When people are, you know, are going out and doing evil and wickedness over others, and then when they are being held accountable, then they turn around and say, no, I'm, I'm suffering from a mental disorder. No, decision-making, it's always important, which is why it's important to take time to, 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 to think and consider your actions, just like you do when you are uh, um, thinking about eating something. You know, you, you start to think, is this good for me? You know, uh, can I just walk on the street, kill a dog and start eating it? Well, it depends on which country you are in, <laughs> right? But um, there's certain uh, 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 thoughts and thinking process that goes into having food or lunch or taking things into our body. So the same applies even to our brain. You know, the type of people that you hang out with, they influence how you think. You know, if you are going to hang around people who drink smoke, um, that's all they talk about. Um, you know, being unfaithful in their relationships, uh, being not faithful in the money, in the business. They do all sorts of things. We were talking about it in our podcast uh, with one of our young uh, people for Push Culture who said, you know, these, these days choosing a mentor, it's very important. It has to be someone who aligns to your to your to your business values. You can imagine if someone thinks that going ahead, you have to to to, you know, trample on people, use people. Uh, sleep on people just to get ahead that is exactly how they will teach you it's not a physical teaching but it's a mental influence you see so we spoke about the different types of of, of, of illnesses how you can go about you know getting seeking for professional help how you can also self um, help yourself example so there's a lot of things that we will be getting into in the next couple of episodes, like things like sexual and gender disorders, example, uh, fictitious disorders, example. Some people have got fetish uh, uh, things and ways of, of, of thinking, um, somatic symptoms. That's another thing. Um, it's also known as psychosomatic disorders. Uh, where, for example, you experience you are experiencing physical symptoms of an illness or pain with excessive levels of distress, regardless of whether or not you're a doctor, you can find a medical cause of the symptoms. So those are the things that we'll be getting into. How I got to be interested in this subject up until I went through it. You know, the stresses of work, the stresses of experiencing trauma in the business. You know, through through. Things like, uh, you know, scams, having money being lost. That's a shock to the mind. That's a shock to the body. Um, then it resulted in what? In anxiety, feeling fearful, feeling depressed, you know, having a, 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 like a bipolar a shift in moods. Bipolar is simply that, you know, you're shifting in your moods, in your energy, in your concentration. Um, you are up, you are down, you are feeling intense mood swings. When you are happy, you are too happy. When you are sad, you are at the low of the lowest. No one can get you out of it. Obsessive compulsive disorders. You know, these are very now spoken of, especially with around the narcissistic uh, uh, disorder that people have, where people are so obsessive, where people are codependent, where people have got all these personality traits in using people as suppliers. Those are the things that we'll be talking about, you know, narcissistic uh, 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 mental disorders in, in, in people, men versus women, in children uh, of boys and girls and mothers and fathers. Those are the things that we'll be, be getting into. But I think today it gives you 
a, a, a sort of like a mental understanding of what these terms mean, right? And it's always important to get informed. Um, you know, we spoke a lot in about the 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 the, the results of, of even suicide, for example, because suicide is the the illness of the brain, is the illness of of mental health, where a person starts thinking a lot. And the pain, either it can be physical, it can be emotional, it can be mental, and then they decide to take their own lives. And I also shared my own experience when I had my moment of of of, uh, of an, a suicidal uh, encounter, which I didn't uh, follow through with it because I had to go inside and dig deep, you know, and 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 literally cry out uh, to God. But we also learned that it's it's one of the ways to to exit to exiting this world. It's one of the transportations to death, right? So we are not given a prescription in 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 the Bible in terms of how each person will die, right? We only learn of Jesus' uh, uh, death, which was through what? Through the cross. We learned of so many people that died in the Bible. Many died from war. Many died from sicknesses. Many died from a plague. Uh, many died from hallucination. Many died from their own decision. We, we also learn of Judas, example. Judas, who actually uh, took his own life through suicide, right? That's why I love the Bible, because it's an all-knowing, uh, 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 ancient a book of scripture that has all the answers. I mean, we learn of, of, of Judas, who was actually a friend to Jesus. He was there with him, but it took one incident of, 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 of guilt, of fear, of regret, of condemning himself, which literally what took him through the, 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 the fear. And when, you know, the other people were literally accusing him of the decisions that he made, we know that he sold Jesus, uh, he was given money when they actually persecuted him and killed him on the cross. He felt the pain of betrayal. And when he returned the money to the people, they literally threw it on his face. So we see him literally going through a trigger, which is what I was talking about, that sometimes it takes triggers for one to, to, to take their life. It might not be a, 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 an instance, for example, of, of many, many uh, long term of, of, of suffering from from from. Uh, you know, illnesses, suffering from depression, anxiety, it just takes a trigger. So it's very interesting that even in the Bible, we do find someone who literally did what, who took their own lives. So it's an all-knowing book that has all the answers that we need. If only we could take time, read it, not in a form of religious uh, uh, thinking, but as an informative book full of wisdom and knowledge. So mental health and diseases, you know, those are the the things that we need to be open and and feel very comfortable to talk about even in the church because you are leading and people are coming in you don't know who's going through what at that point in time who who had the worst day yesterday who lost a loved one who's having a depression who lost their job who's having a personality disorder who's having an eating disorder because they haven't eaten for the past few days they are anxious about what tomorrow uh, has, which is why the Bible says that do not worry about tomorrow, what you will eat. Do not be anxious about what you will eat, what you will wear. Isn't God more more concerned about you? It says, look at the, the birds of, 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 of the field, of the land. You know, if, if God could clothe Solomon like that, imagine the birds, how much more you 
as a person who is made who is made in God's image and his likeness. So also the importance of, of we'll also talk into it, uh, we'll look at the, the brain development of a child in the next uh, a couple of episodes. You know, the brain development of every person matters. You know, what you were fed and how you grew up uh, or, or in a household, what was spoken to you, said to you, it plays a lot in how adults, you know, sort of become and, and, and grow into their uh, adulthood, you know, manhood or womanhood. You know, the, the, the brain development of a child, we know how important it is straight from the womb as an infant to the ages of two, from two to seven, seven, that's where they grasp everything. You know, it's like a con they call it the concrete stage, you know, where everything is drilled in their head. It's difficult from the age of seven to unwire what a child has learned, you know. So we'll be looking at that stages of, 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 of adolescence all the way to adulthood. So those are the things that we'll be looking into, you know, teenage suicide versus adults. I think there is no age uh, when it comes to pain or the severe uh, uh, mental illness or, or disorder or disease that a person feels when they are going through. In as much as a, a young person can feel the same traumas as an adult can, but obviously a person who's elderly, they are more, they have, their brain is more mature. So they're able to think, you know, they're able to, 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 to separate certain things. They're able to, to compartmentalize certain things and not take things personally. So a child's brain is still developing. Someone who's an adolescent example, when they go through a traumatic experience, whether it's teenage pregnancy, whether it's it's rape, whether it's failing an exam, whether it's uh, you know experiencing their 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 parents you know separating through a divorce. That child's brain is not mature enough, is not seasoned or grown enough or strong enough to be able to take certain things. So they go into severe depression, anxiety, panic attacks, which then obviously they start thinking life is not worth living. No one cares about me. No one bothers. So there is no age group, which is why you can find an elderly person versus a young person taking their lives. You don't know. And also, as I said, it's a spiritual effect. It's a spiritual imputing of a person it's a spirit you know i always talk about spirits or demons as we call them and when we are talking about demons people get so offended to say you called me a demon no a demon is a spirit that needs a body to function you know that the greatest teaching i've heard is that a demon by itself it needs a legal document it needs a legal uh, authority to give it a right to function. So it can only function in a body. But in actual fact, we learn that spirits are very ancient. You know, I got a revelation that a spirit is a very ancient, old being. So when a spirit enters a body of a person or body of a child, it takes over that child. So a seven-year-old will be consumed by a spirit that is ancient and old. For example, I always tell people, Describe to me what does love look like? What does love look like? What is the color of love? What is the height of love? What is the weight of love? What is the language of love? What is You can't describe it until it consumes a person. Then you can say that person is loving. Describe to me a spirit of jealousy, of envy. What does it look like? In color, in, in form, in in. In, in physical, you know, uh, descriptions, you can't describe it until 
it possesses or it imputes itself in a person, then you will say that person is a jealous person. That person is a hateful person because you look at their deeds. So when we are dealing with spiritual uh, beings and spiritual attacks or demons in this case, we are talking of spirits that are ancient, you know. So which is why prayer, we spoke about the power of prayer and the word in working together with those who are in medical to help the person get delivered even in the spiritual or in their soul. So teenage suicide versus adults, it should be looked at the same. Obviously, when we are looking at the stats and the research, it's it, it, it helps us to understand what is going on in the generation, which is why we are looking at teenage suicide to say, you know, so many young people in the last year have died versus adults. So what is really going on? Let's look at the, the symptom in helping because they are not going through the same issues as, as opposed to people who are older. So brain functioning and brain maturity is also important. You know, also the shame that is left for the shame that is left behind for families who have had their loved ones taking their lives. You know, I think that is the most painful and sad thing to experience and to watch, especially when attending funerals. I always try my best to avoid, I don't like funerals generally for anyone who knows me. <laughs> I don't, I don't take them too seriously. One, because I always consider them it's the way out of life, right? So uh, whether I'm available or not, it's not something that makes me to panic. You know, for example, if, 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 if a loved one passed on, let's say today or family, I will not rearrange my life and my things to accommodate the sudden death, for example, because today someone dies, tomorrow some life goes on, right? But we have to be there to pay our respects and condolences. So at funerals where people have taken their lives, you always see, you know, families and people tiptoeing. They are scared to, to say. Most of the time, even people that take their lives, they, they leave a letter, you know, most not all the time, but most times they will write a letter just to give the, 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 their family, the peace and the understanding why they did what they did, you know. Um, so sometimes it always helps that us, those who are, who are looking from outside, not to be judgmental, not to, 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 you know, to criticize, but to always put ourselves in those shoes by not making the families or, or, or the loved ones of that person feel as if they failed in some way. You can imagine when, when a mother or father or parents, they lose their teenage uh, uh, child. And you look at from outside, they've lived a happy life. They gave this child all that they could, took them to the best schools, provided them, gave them the best education, you know, best home, best of everything. But that child, for some reason, this, uh, you know, out of a traumatic experience, maybe that is from external or even it's an internal, they decide to take their lives. No parent should be given that guilt of feeling as if they failed, you know. So hence, we have to set them free during funeral funeral arrangements, talk about it openly, remember the good things that the, 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 the person who took their lives imparted in other people's lives, you know, uh, console them in the best way, you know, by telling them that it's going to be okay, it's not their fault. The person decided and chose for themselves, especially when it's not an accident. So those are some of the things, you know, in some funerals, they go as far as even reading the letter. It also helps to read what the letter of, of the deceased, because it helps those 
who are left with questions what to be answered. So those are some of the things that we 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 have to to look at and 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 address um and address when when we are dealing with victims of people who have taken their lives and families that are left behind. Um but what I've learned is that you know a person could also ask that you know it's very strange when you are taking your life it's always in an alone time with you and God. No one is there. Um no one is 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 there to help you which is means that it's a moment between you you are face to face with god you know as i said when i went through my own personal experience it was as if no one was there i tried to call everyone no one was available to pick up that call so suicide is also never think that oh that person was alone you know i could have helped i could have done this i could have done that god was there with them god was there watching over that person so do find comfort wherever you are so it should not also be used as a crutch to make people to feel guilty when a person takes their own life because of mental health and all those things um and then you know it's always the question around where does a person who kills themselves goes do they go to heaven or hell i'm talking to to christians now specifically you know sometimes it helps to say things like I don't know. It's not everything we ought to have the answers to and it's not right to always think that we know. It's the same it's the same question as when a child uh, dies where do they go? Do they go to heaven or, or hell? When your someone's dog dies, where do they go? Certain things, let's just put it that way, we don't know. So it's always good to to know that we don't always have the answers and you know um as people and as leaders in trying to to console people to make them feel better we say things you know that leave people even more confused you know god is the all knowing uh everywhere omniscient and omnipotent so when you don't know something you say you don't know you know but at least you hope that the life that that person lived you know the good deeds that they've shown on earth Uh, the good actions they might have had because the person you know doesn't matter even if uh, a person who who died in a in a very you know let me say what unfortunate or wicked state that person was born at some point with a loving uh, intention with a loving heart so the 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 treasures of, of the treasures of life you know they sort of changed them to to a uh, a place they didn't even foresee for themselves so when a person dies and we say things that yeah, look the person is going to hell we don't know we don't know that uh, the same applies with with Judas he was a disciple he was a friend to Jesus Jesus loved him the same way he loved Peter you know when he asked Peter do you love me you know he asked him three times so the same applies with with people that take their own lives it should not be a right off to say they are going to hell when you don't know just say so you don't know but you hope that god's grace and his mercy will prevail you know for for that person because at the last moment as said the person was not alone um but god was there and we don't know what was the, was the last conversation that they had so i hope this podcast has has helped you in some way as we'll be going deeper in the next uh, uh three episodes of of the series and we hope that you will 
enjoy it as you go ahead and listen with us and learn more. I'm Gugule Tunguta and thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast conversation, be sure to subscribe, rate, review and share this podcast with your fellow kingdom leaders. And congratulations again on showing up for yourself in leading your own purpose on earth and those of others. We hope to grow with you. For more information on me, you can go on all my social media platforms on Gugule Tunguta, on Instagram, Facebook and even on Twitter. On YouTube, you can also find us. You can tag me on your Instagram stories if this really hit a chord with you. Thank you for joining me and looking forward to talking to you on the next podcast.